How we doing? Epic people, Andy here, and we have an epic live podcast going down for you today. Looking forward to sharing our guest with you. We're going to be talking about some interesting things, and uh, I know you're going to absolutely love this guest. He's hard not to love. It is the man, the one and only. There we are. How are you, my man? What's going on? What's going on? How are you, my friend? You well? I I can't complain, mate. I can't complain. But this this, this aura around you, I think that's just free air. You know, is it free air up there in the Gold Coast? (laughs) (laughs) It's holy energy, my friend. It's holy energy. My man, thanks for, for joining me. And just so for everyone watching, if you don't know who this hunk of a guy is on our screens right now, he is Home and Away star. He is Occupation Rainfall star, which I love that movie, by the way. <laughs> and you, now SAS star, Dan Ewing. Welcome. Yeah, thank you, mate. And so you're, you're two for two with name pronunciations. You've got Bogart and Ewing wrong. So it's Ewing and Bogart. That's it. Like, oh, no man. More, no, I got no happened for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Please forgive me, everybody. But anyway, my man, how you doing? I thought it'd be great to get you on. You're doing so much right now, but I thought it'd be awesome to share your, your good energy with everybody. We all need a dose of good energy at the moment, and uh, and you're always good at that. So, man, again, thanks for joining me. How are you doing in Sydney? Mate, mate really well. Um, all things considered, like, you know, sort of knee-deep in promoting SAS Season 2, which has just been off the chain. Um, and just sort of finding times to sort of retreat from your social medias and your distractions and go through some sort of daily processes. Um, mm. And you and I have talked sort of off camera before. My little boy's up in the up in heaven. Uh, I don't mean heaven, heaven. I mean heaven on the Gold Coast. He um, <laughs> scared everybody then. God's Jeez. country, God's country, That's mate. Right. I'm just. Uh, it's it's one of those things, you know. You just kind of focus on the positive. He's he's living a great life up on the Gold Coast. He gets to go to school, go to nippers, go to basketball. So I try to focus on that rather than, you know, not being able to be with him. And we catch up every morning at 7.30 with a little gratitude journal and, and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's good. It's good as it can be. 100%, man. And I mean, what do you do in times like this? Like, it's a challenging time. I've got some questions around that because you, you handle things really, really well. I mean, as you can see on SAS, your, your, your mental strength, which I was really impressed by, we'll get into that shortly, is, uh, is awesome. But I guess for everyone out there, you know, it's such an important time at the moment to, yes, uh, I guess, be aware of what's happening, have your opinion, stand your ground, all that sort of fun stuff. But also having the ability to stay positive, optimistic, still feel at peace, fill your cup. Mm. And so I'm curious as to how you balance and manage that process of, you know, again, I know you're a very smart guy, you're super intelligent, you, 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 you know everything you need to know about what's happening in the world, et cetera. But you also have this awesome capacity of uh, and ability to, again, center yourself, still be able to share your, your light with others. How do you do it? I, I control the controllables. And what can, I, what can I control? What can we all control is this, our heart and our, and our mind. And for me, the biggest awareness is just, I, I, I think people go through so much of life and we don't have a, a rein on, on either of these things and we're very reactive. 
so mate, I, I'm, 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 I'm certainly not special. So I work at it every single day. Uh, I talked to you, I just said before, I've got a little gratitude journal that changed my life. So I do yeah. it with my little boy at 7.30 every single morning. And that's our moment of father-son connection. So I could focus on, oh, he's not with me, stuff this, and, you know, and whatever, just be negative about it. Mm. Or I can use it as an opportunity to, to sort of connect with him and impart that real knowledge onto him. So I go through a little process every morning. Um, and obviously on SAS, they give me a bit of stick about it. But just to demystify it, and I know you talk about this often, it's it's backed up in science, you know, meditation and quietening your mind and mm. and retreating from your senses in the world. It releases serotonin and dopamine, and more importantly, it lowers your cortisol levels, your stress hormone. So yeah. just from that level, I, I I didn't know that. I look, I, I I thought it was some taboo thing with a, you know, the who what are these hippies talking about? I don't need to meditate. I'm fucking sweet, you know. What? Let's go. Um, so it wasn't until I did that and I sort of discovered the benefits, and importantly, it was the. Um, how do I feel when I don't do it? And I've had mornings promoting this show where I've been a bit rushed. I'll try to focus on Archie and I don't have, I don't have the time to give myself 20 minutes. And I go, I'm a little bit more jumpy today. I'm a little bit more anxious. I'm a little bit more, not snappy, but you feel a bit off center. I'm sure so many of your listeners and, and fans agree. So it's just keeping myself aligned to that process. I just know it, it, uh, it improved my life exponentially. So the more I stick to it, the better it goes. Yeah, I love that. Has it has it impacted your son? Because one thing I love about you, mate, is the you know you share obviously what you learn with others, but mm. more importantly, you you try so hard to be a great father and share it with your son, which is so good. Mm. So how does he take on these these lessons that I think we all wish we learned? Mm. I wish I learned that at, at his age, mate. I, you know what? But I, I do it now because I didn't do it when he was born. You know, and uh, yeah. And it, and it cost me my it cost me my my marriage and look everything happens for a reason I'm so blessed to have the partner I have now and and my my former partner is so happy and they've got a, and Archie's got a cute little brother, but and I talk about this on the show um, so you guys are getting a spoiler it's um, one of the things that I wish I could take back is time I was never one of these guys who let's just say uh, wasn't wasn't there or wasn't you know or, or was focused or too egotistical. But I, I was so focused on, on, on career and whatever. So I was there, but my heart and my mind weren't there as much as I could have been. So I don't feel like I was as present to my former partner and my son as I could be. So now, on the other side of the coin, I'm a pest. Like, I, my, my poor son, it's like every morning at 7.30, I'm like, this, is this, this. And I can remember what he had for, for, for breakfast a week ago. I can remember what T-shirt he was, he was wearing. And then we catch up at night, what happened today. So I'm almost the other way. And it was just, I'm just so, and sorry, and I digress. So what does that bring for him? I look, to be honest with you, his mum, his mum, his mum has communicated that he's much more attentive at school. He's kind of, look, boys are still going to be boys, right? And he's like, there's going to be days where it's like, I'm grateful for Roblox. I'm grateful for this. I was like, okay, but what is that? What does it represent? It represents your mum loves you so much and wanted to give you a, a toy. And so many kids in the world don't have that. You know, I sent him a couple of pairs of runners. Uh, mm. it's, not, it's not a present. Well, actually, mate, a pair of shoes is a runner. It, it, sorry, a pair of shoes. A pair of shoes are a present because mm. think of all these little kids in the world and we take him through that. So it's just stuff that, not that parents back in our day didn't know, but I just don't know if they're aware of the benefits, if that makes sense, to do it now. Yeah. So I can't wait to see him at 18, 20, 21. Hopefully he'll be able to be of service to more people than I was at the same age. I love that, bro. And And so clearly you... You know, you've got a really, well, how do I say this? So you've got a good perspective of your past, your present, who you mm. were previously, who you are now. 
you know, I, I picked up then just that you you have improved or you feel like you've improved a lot as a person and a father over the last few years. What was that shift for you? Like what, I guess, what was the change that made you notice that, number one? Because it's hard for people to admit and notice those, I guess, chinks in our armour. And then for you to just, in such a huge way, I guess, develop, grow and change. Sounds easy, doesn't it, when we're talking like this? But it was years of dev development and work, man. Like, I'm yeah. still working on it. But the biggest shift, I suppose, would probably be meeting my partner, Katrina, who is, she's really, she's, she's really into that. Um, uh, and then the spiritual side, look, and let's demystify spirituality. Spirituality is just the, uh, the understanding that everything on this planet is energy, right? It doesn't yeah. matter to you, me, our phones, the, the stuff we eat, the coffee cup, um, everything is energy. So... Um, and her mother gave me a book called The Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer. And the intention, like, you, know, you can call it goal setting, you can call it visualizing, whatever you want. But I wasn't quite on that level yet. I didn't quite understand what it meant. So then Kat put uh, Anthony Robbins in front of me. Uh, the documentary on Netflix, I think it's uh, I'm Not Your Guru. Yeah. And I just, he had me right away because he was big and he's swearing. Is it, it's because of your, your shoes? Because they're fucking red. You know, all <laughs> that. He reminded me of basketball coaches and that cut through. Mm. Yeah. So because he wasn't all, you know, like spiritual, or I, that taboo thing that I wasn't aware of. And mm. then I just kind of day by day, I started sort of doing bits and pieces and then that I wouldn't do it for a while and I'd feel shit. And, and then I'd go, I might go back to that and read more, read more books and, and all that sort of stuff. And it's the breakthrough for me was science, ironically, mm. because my mum's actually a scientist. Uh, mm. Well, she was, God bless her. She's in real heaven, God bless her soul. But um, not the Gold Coast. Yeah. I can't I said that. <laughs> Sorry um, to hear that. But thank you, babe. Um, but the bottom line is this, let's not go too far down the rabbit hole for everybody at home, but the smallest, so quantum physics, right? The smallest subatomic particle, let's call it the smallest fucking thing on the planet, cannot create another one, right? It mm. comes from a formless energy source. And that's what quantum mm. physics says. So in my mind, I was like, I'm not spiritual. Like, what if I believe in science? And then, then you look at science, it's like, well, science actually backs up that whole formless energy source theory. And it doesn't matter whether you call it God or the universe mm. or... Whatever it is, science backs it up. So it's only our own fear. And once I understood that, and everything is energy, and our thoughts are energy, and once you are aware that it's all just energy, it's all just frequency, then you can change it. That's, that's when you take your power back, and you can go, nah, that negative thought is just a little bit of electricity in my brain. I'm going to put a little circle around that and say, thanks, you don't serve me today. See you later. So the demystifying it was the big breakthrough for me. I love that, man. I love that. So... You know, there's a lot going on in the world right now. We've got, especially Sydney and Victoria, or New South Wales, Victoria, we've got a lot of people that are in shocking positions. Businesses are closing, families have torn apart, you know, self-harm rates are up, et cetera, et cetera. What bit of advice would you share with, you know, some of the people that are going through a world of struggle right now with all the learnings and lessons that you've gathered over the years and clearly not only have learned but apply, which is what I love yeah. about you. What, what, um, what would you share with these guys right now? First of all, if anyone out there is struggling, my heart goes out to you because just like we've all been through struggle and pain and this sort of, this situation really amplifies it. Um, mm -hmm. What works for me is perspective. So like we talk about, you know, so my little boy, uh, I, it was his birthday on, on Father's Day, right? So there's two options there. I can go, it's my little boy's birthday and it's Father's Day and be mopey and sad. Or I can go, hey, fuck, it's my little boy's birthday and it's Father's Day, yeah? So there's mm -hmm. two options. And perspective is the big one for me. He's in Queensland. He's safe. He's with his loving mother, amazing stepdad and little brother. And he's not in Afghanistan trying to hold on to a jet 
escaping mm. a war-torn country. You know, mm. and I know it seems like, okay, mate, you know, it's all relative, but it's so true. I think quite often we forget how lucky we are in Australia, brother. You know, mm. it's like we have clean water, you know, we have free mm. healthcare. And most of us will have a roof over our head. Obviously, again, mm. shout out to anybody who might be struggling with that stuff at the moment. And I have no doubt, I'm not minimizing people's problems. Just for me, I know what helps me lower those cortisone levels and those stress. And I just start yeah. thinking about all the stuff we have. We're, we're so far up on most countries in the world, most people in the world, mm. Mm. Um, without to get into the side of financials of it. But, you know, most people in this country are in the top 3% in the world, right? Mm. Even if you're not mm. doing too well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. just focus... We have a lot more than we think. Um, and disconnecting from the news is a big one. I can't recommend that enough. Um, I talk about this often, but people just need to start being aware, right? I work in film and TV, so I know how it works. Doesn't matter whether it's magazines, movies, mm -hmm. SAS Australia, it's meant to engage you. It's meant to engage you, not inform you. Mm. And the reason is because when our fight or flight mechanism is kicked in, now we're going down the rabbit hole, is kicked in, <laughs> we're, we're in a state of run, fight or hide we're on high yeah. alert right so mm. negativity you are bang you're right there you're right yeah. you're, you're right there on the screen on the article whatever so mm -hmm. the sensationalized drama and the gossip mags that they, they make livings off this stuff and mm. then the networks do it and they roll it into their advertisers right and those advertisers get paid a fortune it's like super bowl right yeah. so think of, if you're in a little, don't, don't worry about the muppet from the tv think about sport if you're mm. a super bowl fan those spots are the biggest why because people are engaged and watching so it's all the same stuff. So disconnect mm. from the news. Don't mm. touch your phone in the morning. Think about what you're grateful for. Mm. Just start there. Start there. So are you saying that you speaking in the third person is fake news? Is that? <laughs> that's oh, the man. big question I, of the day. I, I love it. It was actually so funny. Actually, I was a little scared because I do worry about any Aussie who thinks that I actually talk about myself in the third person. Um, <laughs> Or doesn't understand what journalists are like, which is zero integrity, especially Love gossip it. journals. My God, and and TV editing. Um, I was asked. I was asked, "What do you think your fans will enjoy about you on the course?" And I said, <laughs> "Well," and I said, "Well, you know, obviously they know me as Heath Braxton. They know me as Matt Simmons. They know me as Cap from Love and Monsters. But I think it's going to be interesting for them. What will Dan Ewing do when his back's against the wall? Whatever I said. And then the editor went, "Yeah, that's fucking boring too." <laughs> he's the actor who talks in the third person my goodness i'm telling you what no one no one has given me more shit than my mates so thank you so journalists good. i don't give i don't give two shits what you say <laughs> but my mates have been nailing me, nailing uh, me. So, good. <laughs> so good but on a serious note man i think you're so right look i, I think no matter what's happening right now perspective is always one of our greatest tools in with mindset you know like every bit of adversity every challenge every bit of stress if you have the ability to tap into perspective, you're going to be able to detach yourself emotionally in order to create the space to think differently, act differently, move differently. So I really, really love that point. And uh, I think, yes, not taking away from anyone's challenge or pain right now because we're all feeling it, we're all in it, but we do have to remember how freaking great our country is and that's why it's worth fighting for and, and respecting and appreciating, right? 100% man I really tip my hat to people like uh, Andrew Bogut we mentioned him before but like so Andrew doesn't need to say the things he's saying right he could sit yeah. there he's made a lot of money but he's so 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 genuine and I can't stand when people try to tear his opinions down it's like yeah. he's so genuine he's from a working class European family you have no like the the struggle they do just to get recognition in this country and they built 
this, this bloody country and so much of the so much so much of the workforce is the are these people they can't do their meetings on zoom so yeah i'm just such a huge fan anyone who stands up for people and just goes hey look i don't have to say this and many people don't talk but andrew does it's fantastic i really i really tip my hat to him and what you said before is is a, a little saying popped in my mind max Planck, who's a german uh, physicist he said change the way you look at things the things you look at change and perspective is just like it's it's changed my life because I just the more I, I I see through I see the world through the eyes of my little boy the better person I am. Mm -hmm. You know I'm supposed to be teaching him and he teaches me every day just with his awe and excitement and the way he lives and goes about life. So if you can disengage your ego and maybe especially if you've got conflict with someone this works amazingly and you, you mm -hmm. go okay I'm gonna step into their shoes and really take a deep breath and let my stress hormone and everything subside. Change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Just trust me, it's a game changer. I love that. I love that. I think this is a good good time to quickly just chat about, I guess, society in general right now, you know, mm -hmm. changing perspective and looking at everyone has individual opinions about what's happening right now. And I, I think, you know, you and me vibe on a similar level that I think right now it's, it's an important time to look at each other's sameness rather than our differences mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. recognising that, whether you believe in this or that or this side or that side, at the end of the day, we all want to be safe. We all want this to end. We all want to feel loved and we all want to move forward. And yes, there's different strategies, but rather than attacking each other, why don't we look at first what connects us so then we can come to a better solution. What are your thoughts? Oh, man, I, you couldn't have said it better. I find it. It's a, and this is the thing, right? Unfortunately, pollies and the news it's it. so the way they create engagement is division it's that divide and conquer and they create that passion and they all do it right the pollies want you to need them so you mm -hmm. vote for them the, the media wants you to, to to look at their advertisers and all that sort of stuff it's so it's like we're all connected like and just scientifically we're all energy we're all connected right so why divide why divide over race religion color or your choice about a bloody vaccine mm. it's like I, I i just think it's like can you imagine me in high school walking up to a young girl who's getting the measles shot. I mean, like, Nala, that's you, you, you're an absolute cow. How dare <laughs> you do that? You're ruining this country. You're right. It's like, yeah. I don't yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not anti-vax. I'm not like super pro pharmaceutical this. It's like, I just think everyone has the right to a choice. And mm -hmm. when we start, you know, taking that away from people, I don't know, man, that's, I think that's going down a really slippery slope and, people fought and died for this country. Members of our military fought and died. So many sacrifices for our freedom. And it's almost like we're, we sometimes forget, like we spoke about before, but we're, we're taking the piss, man. It's like, we shouldn't be like just segregating people for this stuff mm -hmm. and condemning people for their own choice with their body, you know? Mm -hmm. And this isn't taboo. Like I'm, I'm the same, I'm the same with abortion. I'm the same with everything else. I'm just choice. You know, I yeah. don't have to agree with everyone's choice about everything, right? Mm. I'm sorry if anyone's really religious and they disagree with me on that, but I'm just, I'm so choice. I'm just choice, choice, choice. I don't want to tell mm. anyone else what to do uh, with their body. And I wouldn't want anyone telling me what to do with it. You know? mm. Mm. I love that, bro. I love that. Great answer. I respect that a lot. And, uh, and again, I respect your opinion, dude. And I think that that mindset just, again, people need to potentially look into a little bit more. And I think if we can all start just remembering that we're all human, people we're all human and we were we're all friends well, we were at a certain point in time and we can be again but i think now's the time again look at the sameness rather than divide that's the only way uh to really create again the greatest country in the world and i think we all have that potential so 
Hopefully people vibe that, my man, and they, uh, and they take a note out of your book. So let me ask you a question about success because you're very mm -hmm. successful, extremely good looking, all of those <laughs> things. But on a serious note, you know, you, to do what you do at the level that you do it, it it's not an everyday thing, right? It's like a 1% mentality, a 1% energy, a 1% thing. So how did you become you? How did you, you know, how did you wake up every single day and, and over the years become that 1% that's been able to achieve the success that you do now? Um, I'm a big believer in be, do, have. And I look back at my life, sure stuff's fallen in my, not fallen in my lap, that's the wrong word. It's come when I haven't sort of been really goal, so you say goal oriented, you call it manifestation, call it visualization, whatever, whatever anyone wants to call it. But I know that process is expedited when I be, do, have. So what I mean is I know when I've taken my work ethic on my craft mm -hmm. up another level, my work has gone up another level. You know, the opportunities that come to me, you know, we're all energy, it's all frequency, it's all vibration. So we talk about law of attraction. It's a secondary law. It's really vibration. So you're very rarely will you see people who don't have a great work ethic or goal and they have this pie in the sky dream, but they're not doing anything for it. You know, you can't mm. just sit there and like, I want this, I want this. You've got to, no, you've got to actively move towards it. It's like a GPS, right? So I just know for me, when the work gets put in, it's like, it's almost like it's mirrored by, you know, God or universe or whatever you want to call it. So mm. for me, again, so a part of that, and this isn't just, I didn't just, you know, I didn't just start doing this in my early in my career. No, I was like, I want to go to another level. I'm going to do something else, put more work in. So, you know, again, it's a part of the structure. So every single day um, I have, I do at least bare minimum one hour study on an act on my acting craft and I sort of study all sorts of different teachers and philosophies and then I do a self-development a self-development um hour or like it usually ends up bleeding into two but the minimum contract the minimum agreement I have with myself is a minimum two hour study every day of those and then there's obviously taking care of yourself and diet and usually diet is sort of um that's reflected in the roles I'm sort of preparing for or whatever but mm. my point is this it's that consistency consistency mm. I know when I'm not consistent I'm not as successful so consistency mm. and habits is huge for me. I love that, man. Now, you and me have had, you know, a bunch of phone calls and we've often talked about rituals. We've talked about who we need to be in certain areas and things like that. Mm. How do you start your day? For everyone, if everyone waking up right now and they feel mm. like they're just in that, that repeat, what, what's that movie called? Groundhog Day. They're in Groundhog, Groundhog Day. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just repeating the same day over and over mm. again. How do you start your day? to make sure that you are on point and have the energy to be the person you need to be? Great question. So I start the day and it sounds very cliche and I start the day in gratitude. So before I touch my phone, I wake up. Um, and so I've got a picture frame of, uh, of my family. So my immediate family and my mum is along with us in uh, SeaWorld on the Gold Coast. So inside, I've never told anyone this. Um, and a little <laughs> drawing my, my little boy did for me. So that's an, and, and a letter a letter someone wrote to me by hand, which doesn't have any, it sounds weird, right? So someone just sort of thanked me for speaking about my mental health and process and just sort of mm. dropping the taboo nature. And I kept that because I was like, look at this person who's this beautiful handwritten A4, A4 letter. And that meant a lot to me. So I look at those first and I, and I truly feel it, you know, cause I'm, you know, I'm a, quite an energetic guy and I, mm. I'm always thinking about what's next. I, if I feel like it's become a chore, I bring myself back. I'm sort of trained myself to come back mm. and then I'll wake up sorry, get up and I'll write down three things I'm grateful for. There's a positive affirmation. And then I call my little boy and do the same thing, right? And that is the first thing I do, yeah? Um, 
And, uh, and then obviously it's like, so exercise, uh, usually, usually meditation first, depending on the weather, but it's yeah, meditation mm. and, and exercise, but just, just waking up just starting the day like that. It just starts with the foundation and value. But, okay, so let's simplify it for people who don't want to do all those things initially. Just wake up, don't touch your phone and write down three things you're grateful for. I've got like a, like a journal. Um, yeah. you can do it on, on my little boy's got an exercise book. He wrote Archie's gratitude journal, you know, mm. just start mm. by and really feel it you know and just start there and, mm -hmm. and, and then you, you put in more and more steps which is what i did i didn't just start doing it all straight away my, my brain would have melted <laughs> yeah so true man i like the point about stay off social media first thing in the morning mm. I, like, I like the analogy of you know if, you, if you're laying in bed you'd never let a thousand people walk into your room and start screaming opinions at you first thing in the morning right that's great that's great 100% but this is what we do don't we we wake up all of a sudden we're on no. Facebook, we're on Instagram, all of this distraction and noise is coming into our head. Do you often monitor your social media consumption? Obviously you do in the morning, but mm. as a whole, are you quite conscious of that and, and monitor that ongoing? Yeah, I, I, look, I'm not like a screen time person because obviously like if, if I've got a film or something coming out, it's a lot harder because you're doing a lot more stuff. And, um, but yeah, I try to, so this is actually a little, a little tidbit on this. I used to be a sport, I am a sports junkie, but I, I found myself not growing as much because as much as I love basketball and all that sort of stuff, the NBA apps and the sports podcasts and whatever, it wasn't growing me. So I made myself a rule. I had to listen to two self-development podcasts before I listened to sport. Mm. That was tough. <laughs> mm. that, was, that was real, real tough. But what it did, it just made me accountable. And you take inventory of yourself as you go through this journey, right? So I said, look, is it a love? Yeah, but it's entertainment. You know, yeah. it's not growth. And I really believe if um, if you don't create, you'll disintegrate. You know, I really, really <laughs> believe that. I didn't make that up, by the way. It's a, that's that. a much smarter person than me. But it's true. You know, we, we if we're not growing as human beings because we're all energy, we start stagnating. It's like a river. You know, it's like mm. a water system. So ecosystem. So it's uh, it was tough, especially during NBA playoffs, baby. Woo! That's yeah, that's I'd be reaching <laughs> to the phone like out of the corner of my eye <laughs> but i love that man and that's the sort of like micro discipline that i think people need to learn to control and implement just to to train ourselves to be better you know yeah. better in those areas but how you do the small things is how you do the big things it translates into everything that you do so i really love that i want to ask you a question because i think people look at you they i saw someone's comment saying you're the australian terminator which is <laughs> Big shoes to fill, buddy. I love that. But oh, thanks, Mum. With... Thanks, Mum. <laughs> with that perspective, though, people obviously look at you and would think, Dan just must be a freak. He must be always on, always smiling, always happy. My question to you is, are you a real person? Do you feel down and flat sometimes? And when you do, what do you do? Do you, do you still show up as something or do you hide under the doona like what is your mental and emotional strategy to be the best version of you in those moments work on it <laughs> you have to work on it it's simple as this of course we all feel like i'm very lucky i don't have any sort of set phobias or fears but we all like it's, it's that's how we're conditioned right so once you understand the neuroscience we're negatively geared right and it's to keep us safe so our two million year old brain you know yeah. our fight or flight mechanism as we've talked about is to keep us safe from the saber-toothed tiger or the T-Rex, mm. it's gonna come through the cave, right? So it's run, fight or hide. We don't really have that anymore. So what do we have? We have anxiety, depression, and all that sort of stuff. 
And what our brains do, it wants to keep us comfortable. Now, this is a very dangerous, dangerous slope. And I think Napoleon Hill said comfort was the, is the workshop of the devil. And what he means by that is it's, if you create or disintegrate, it's this, this whole comfort thing. It stops you from growing because quite a lot, you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, that might feel a bit nervous, but I'm comfortable, so I'm not going to do it. Obviously, mm. you don't want to do anything dangerous. So, you know, that's the other side of the mechanism. But for me, yeah, it's very, it's a very, very interesting. Just once you understand that that's how we work and our paradigms and 90, like over 90% of our behavior is, is um, of our decisions rather, is um, uh, habitual. Once you understand that, then you can start changing all the habits. You start catching yourself out. I use the mm. analogy of, uh, um, or a metaphor, sorry, of a, of a fly. You know, you said the fly in the, in the movies where someone gets it with the uh, chopsticks, right? If you mm. don't catch it, then it's doing laps around your head, doing laps around your head. It's in your food. It starts sort of just taking over your whole life. So just having that awareness and working on it every single day, you can catch that mofo <laughs> before it starts, you know, buzzing around your head too much. I hope that makes sense. Absolutely, 100%. And I, and I think that's so good to share with people because, you know, people, again, they, they look at people like you and me and they think that we don't have off days and things like that. But I think oh. the difference between you know, the ordinary and the extraordinary. It's not that they don't have off days. It's, again, how they show up on those off days and what they practice on those off days. May, may not always nail it every single time, but at least they're trying and conditioning. And I know you do that so well, man. And, um, in fact, which will lead me to my next questions and point, you're doing that right now on SAS, which has been so cool to watch. <laughs> Tell us about... Why the hell you accepted this offer or you know, got asked to do it? You know, what's been the experience? And I'll ask you some more mindset questions around it too because I think this is such a, a good example of you yeah. living what you preach. Well, it's pretty funny because actually one gossip journalist had a crack and was like, oh, like he's obviously doing this because his movies hadn't done well. Two days before I went in to the course, I had a number one movie in the world, like with yes. Love and Monsters, right? Number one movie, like it was the number one movie for April and May. So it's just like, it goes to show you, these people just, they don't research, they don't care, they want the sensational scrap. Anyway, let's not give them any more airtime. So it was quite a unique situation because I was unavailable to do promo for it because I was busy getting tear gassed. But I'm, look, <laughs> again, I'm obsessed with growth and it's just like, that's not a cliche thing. And I just thought, what a cool test, yeah, to be, mm. to see the world through the eyes of these SAS operatives who see the world at its best and worst. And obviously they see it as its worst. That's, you know, been pretty well documented. But at its best, the hope, you know, that, they, that these soldiers can bring people that are in places of tyranny and, and war-torn uh, countries. Um, and uh, and yeah, I just thought it was a great, great opportunity. And side note, a buddy of mine actually lost both his legs in Afghanistan, the mate uh, Damien Tomlinson. And I just thought it was, because he's done a bit of acting work since he was in um, Hackshaw Ridge. And I just thought, now, you know what? Like, this dude did Kokoda, <laughs> you know what I mean? on um, pros prosthetic legs. He did Kokoda. I'm not going to live it down from this dude if I don't do this course. So, <laughs> so shout out to Damo. Um, but yeah, it's just, what, what, why not? You, you know, you're going to hang out of helicopters, you're getting tear gassed. Yeah. You know, what a great test. Absolutely. And, uh, and so look, I, I have to admit, I watched it. I really enjoyed watching you on screen. In fact, I, I always love seeing you pop up on screen. It's like when we see like, <laughs> When we see John Bliss and, and DK it? drumming, what's that? Yeah, exactly right. Really? I was going, oh, my God, yeah. So if I'm on a – some of the moves I didn't even know you were on, and I'd just be watching and go, fuck, oh, get out of town. But anyway, 
with watching you take the tear gas initially, I just thought that was freaking epic, man. You, you, you copped that like a legend. And uh, watching how the other guys took it, you, you definitely took it the best, I believe. I thought you handled that like a, like a pro. No bias. Tell me no about bias. the psychology. Was it, what, what did you go through mentally when you were going through these challenges? And I want to know question. what your dialogue is. Yeah, great question. You know what? Because there's going to be tasks coming up where I don't have that focus, right? And that's, you've got to take inventory. And I was almost too placid, too. Like, since the DS were trying to say, it's like, cool, man, we get it. You know, you, you're chilled out. You don't have any fears or, or, or any phobias. Everyone gets afraid. Yeah. But I, I found I dropped my focus off. Right? I was super focused with that first one, especially. And that's why I was like, came out, charged up the hill, tear gas. And, um, but yeah, it was, it, it, mindset-wise, I just, I put my son in my head. And I thought, right, what, whatever it takes. Because I'm... I was I, I didn't go first, so I knew that we had to kind of get out of the gas chamber and run, but we couldn't see what was happening. So I just put my son in my head and I said, I'm gonna get to Archie no matter what. And I did that with a few tasks. Um, you know, and it's a it's a weird thing to, to use maybe, but I, yeah, it was funny. I think a lot of people, especially in the tunnel, Jess Perez said she thought of her little boy as well. So I think wow. when you've got that primal parent instinct, um, it certainly drives you through. But man, you'll see there's times where it's like, What is he doing? And I was just like too relaxed or too chill or whatever and that's a great part about this course because you learn so much and it, mm. it's you know you you discover that you have to keep that you have to have that controlled aggression on a course like this you can't just be all chilled all the time mm. tell me what did you learn about yourself going through sas i mean it's mentally emotionally physically grueling mm. what did you learn about yourself or what are some of the biggest lessons that you took away from that from the process it just it really reaffirmed to me what I loved about the team environment. And we'll discover mm. as the series goes on, if I don't VW, but if I am to stay uh, a bit longer, we, we will see, like, I'm a very big team player. I just always loved, I loved, especially in my position on the basketball court, I loved identifying people's talents and just, and, and just really am amplifying them for team success. I've got a lot of kick out of that. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I, yeah, I just love that team environment. And that, and it's, it's, it kind of reaffirmed to me also that I'm certainly not a, we all have to be, selfish is not a dirty word to me because there's no sharing, there is no me giving without involving the self, right? But yeah. I, I, I find I struggle when I was pitted against recruits and, and people who I saw as mates, I struggled with that big time. And mm. a lot of the athletes didn't know because they mm. had that amazing, you know, and we weren't killing each other, but. I, I, I really I really struggled to bring out that controlled aggression with a teammate for certain drills. And mm. that was, just, yeah, that was an interesting thing for me. But yeah, just to, to see the athletes and how they can turn it on and off. That's like, that's why they're Olympians. That's why they're professional mm. athletes. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Very, very true. Tell me about your internal dialogue. And, and I guess not only with SAS, but also just with success in general, because correct me if I'm wrong, you know, being, being an actor at your level, you... To get to that level, it's a lot of rejection. It's a lot of grinds, a lot of disappointments. Yes, mm. some epic wins, but just like, you know, growing a business, you know, I constantly face rejection, rejection, huge win, rejection. Tell mm. me, what's your internal dialogue to keep your confidence up, your energy up, and to keep you resilient in the face of adversity? Yeah, man, great question. So, like, when I was in, in LA and my marriage wasn't doing so well and, you know, you're, you're, you're hemorrhaging money because I had earned a lot of Australian dollars, but... Um, and then I was having photographers come and take our photo because there's oh, the media companies are paying photographers in the US to come and harass me, even though it wasn't a big name there. Um, 
it, it was one of those. So if you read, can you say that again? I, I think I missed the last video question. I just want to make sure I get it all. So the, just what, what sort of internal dialogue and yeah. sort of self-talk do you have in order to stay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Resilient sorry, yeah sorry. Gotcha. Yeah. So when I was going through those, 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 those tough, um, tough times, I didn't know about internal dialogue. I was so reactionary mm. to my, what was happening in my world with my five senses. And we do that. And that's how we're, that's how we're trained, right? That's how our brains work. Mm. So for me now, I can understand what's my ego talking, what's my subconscious thoughts talking. And it just shortens the time. We all have it, right? Because that's what our brains and our, like, that's mm. what our two million year old brains uh, do. But it's about shortening that time so it doesn't affect your life, if that makes sense. So now it's being able, like I said, with the fly, being able to go, eh, you're not serving me over the shoulder you go, as opposed to buzzing around your head and um, infecting your life. Yeah, so I, I, I misheard the last bit you said. I wanted to make sure I got it all for you. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. And look, and I think that's so important. I think that a lot of people don't realize how important that internal dialogue is to every single successful person as an athlete. I mean, think about the Olympians you were just speaking about. Their internal dialogue and self-talk is so freaking strong. Yeah. Man, it's constant, isn't it? So, you know, everybody watching right now, I want you to take that, that chunk away and remember that practice, again, makes perfect. And every day that you work on that, you're either going to uh, let it run on autopilot, which is rolling the dice, and remember we have negative biases, or you're going to learn to control it like Dan does, like I do and so many others. And and create your own story, your own dialogue to move them forward, which is so powerful. I'm telling you, a little, little interesting tip there. Watching just the Olympians, right? Because they are the best in the world at what they do. Mm. And a lot of the people on SAS, right? The, especially the ones who went sort of late into the series, watching their mindset, it doesn't matter if they retired two years ago, five years ago, 10 mm. years ago, that doesn't change. And just to see, you know, Ayana was just such a, a machine on this show. So I point to her. She had, she's got four kids and had a child six months before the show, Yana Pittman. Wow. And she's a doctor on the front lines of COVID. Absolute wonder woman, wonder woman. And wow. just the, the mental stuff, like physically, she wasn't in, the, in, the, in her greatest shape. Obviously, she's an Olympian. She's just had four kids and, and yeah. she's a doctor from her life anymore. But it just goes to show you where the mind goes, the body follows. And just to watch mm. her and the other Olympians and, and Scud and Big, Big Sammy and Johnny Stephenson, the athletes, I just, the, I was so fascinated. As a bloke, look, I wear makeup for a living, right? Like I stay in decent shape, but <laughs> they are, they're Olympians. You know, so I was kind of like, this is sick. Just to mm. watch them and, and what they do and their, their process and how they approach adversity on that show. Because it's all about that, right? And how they mm. attack it. And just the, the, the focus, you know, I, I certainly couldn't match them mental-wise. Like, I tried as best as, as, as I mm. could, but they were, just, they were just on another level. It was such a good experience. I love that, man. I love yeah. that. Dan, tell me, who, what sort of legacy are you wanting to leave? I mean, you, you're on such, you know, you're on this trajectory of up, up, and up. You're doing some amazing things. We're seeing you in number one films you know, globally, not only, you know, this is not just an Australian game you're playing, you're playing mm. uh, Hollywood level. And I want to know what legacy are you determined to leave and, and who is Dan going to be in five years from now? You know, the interesting part, it's got, it's, uh, the movie stuff is becoming more and more secondary as I get on. I've discovered that it's, it's like, you've seen the John Wick movies. I love, there's a line in that movie with the High Council. It's usually before they cut someone's head off. It says, I serve, I am of service. Right. And I've just discovered that as I'm sort of elevating my awareness, especially about the mental health aspect mm -hmm. and emotional health, spiritual health, 
I'm able to help so much more people. And so what I'm now doing, this is actually an exclusive, this is a, not an announcement, but I just haven't talked about it before. Love it. I'm training, I'm training as a coach. And I know like the whole training is a life coach thing is a bit weird, but I've got so much experience. I've done so many courses for myself. What I want to do is be able to put it into a succinct way and be able to sort of launch an app, launch a website where there is free um, healthcare and advice on, 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 on anything, anything that you could possibly imagine for suffering and be able to go through and be able to, like, to give people a structure. Because I think that's the, that's the thing, right? There's so much information out there, but what's the structure? What's the process? Mm-hmm. I believe with, I got this from Ollie Ollerton from the, one of the DS on our show. Structure gives you clarity and clarity gives you motivation. And then motivation quite often dispels fear. So shout out to Ollie for that. Amazing mm. awareness. And it's so true. Like when you get that sort of the steps, it's like we, we know kind of what we've got to do. But when you when you have the steps, it's a lot easier. So mm. that's what I'm sort of moving towards. I'm going to get qualified so I can just help people out. I've done plenty of helping people like in the DMs and got some amazing stories that I won't share because it's people's private business. But just to be able to be of service, right? And just to be able to be authentic and be able to be of service. Obviously, the film and television stuff, as that platform grows, and there's some big stuff happening in the future that I just don't want to get sued over. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as that happens, there's going to be more and more people. So I'm like, okay, how can I be a better service? You know, this isn't just me on my way. How did you? How did you get your abs out? Okay, here's this. But like now, I'm getting asked these bigger questions. So I just want to be able to answer them uh, with a greater integrity, integrity, and and uh, a greater value to people. So that's the next step. There you go, mate. Man, I haven't talked about. I love before. that. I love that. And thanks for the inside scoop. I'm pumped that, that uh, we're the first to hear it. But, dude, that's such a reflection of you, who you are, man, and your attitude and the sort of character that you have. So, you know, hats off to you, dude. I'm so excited to see where you, you go over the next few years and, you know, what you're able to share with others as well. Because I love that you're bringing so many people on that journey with you. I think it's, it's powerful. It's rare. And for someone to be in your position and to even think to – Again, share that with others the way that you want to. I mean, I think that's huge. So, again, hats off to you, brother. Yeah, Tell it's, me, it's really, if we it's could... really nourishing. Sorry, sorry, it's really nourishing. You know, for me, it's like I just feel like I'm on purpose. We talk about what's your purpose. I feel like yeah. that's like I've done other. And don't get me wrong, I love my career and all that sort of stuff. But I just feel like there's more. And this is all influencer bullshit, right? Like I hate that word. It's like okay, so you've got this market and a very loyal fan base. Yeah, especially the, I use the home and away fans in particular as an example. They're so loyal. So you have influence and but what are you influencing them on? Are you influencing them on to buy some tea or is it, can you really be of service to them and influence yeah. them and help them alleviate some suffering in their life, especially now? It just kind of came to me one day. I was like, it, it's like remiss of me not to, you know? Mm. Mm. I love that. Well, look, I know a lot of people are going to be waiting for it, man. So pressure's on now. We're going to hold you accountable to this awesome vision. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be great, and uh, I can't wait to share it with you, dude. Tell me if we could put you in a time capsule, send you back to speak to little, little young Dan, teenage years. What lesson would you teach you in order to fast track your progress, success? Oh, look, I'm a big, I'm a big only lessons, no regrets person. Um, mm. But for the purposes of this, um, I just what I'm doing. We're back. Yeah. Um, just, just what, just what I do, with, just what I do with my little boy. And look, uh, and again, I, and and I'm always thinking about you know people because they, we see the gratitude memes and everything. How's how's about another word? We use the word appreciation. You know, that's a that's a good simple yeah. entry point to it. Just to learn to appreciate 
things more. So, um, yeah, sorry, I'm just tapping that again. Um, yeah, just, just, just to learn how to appreciate everything from things you get given, sure, tangible material. That's what I do with my little boy. I, I let him do one material because he's seven. And then we talk about, you know, the gratitude of the, the little old lady around the corner who, who, wants, uh, who allows her, him to come and feed her cat and talks to him and shares stories with him and, and all that sort of like beautiful human moments of connection, that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I would just, I would start myself down that path a little earlier, if anything. I love that. Yeah, I love that. So true. And I often say the same thing, you know, I wish that I learned the mindset strategies that I know now, you know, in my early teens. I mean, it, it would change the game for so many people. And uh, you, I guess you know, that's... The... You don't know, you don't know, but you, you may not be in the that's position right. right now to help people because you might have gone down a whole different path of it, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. who knows? Like, you, you just don't know. You might have found it too early and not absolutely. been able to use the gift like you are now. Like, I'm not saying you wouldn't, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. And I guess that's the gift that we get to share now, isn't it? We get to share it with people younger and younger. And that's what I love about mindset and personal development. It's so much more mainstream now that people are accepting of it and, uh, and they can actually use it the way it should be used, which is really, really cool. Man, one last question. I've, I wanted to say thanks again for joining us. You know, everyone needs a bit of positivity right now, a bit of good energy, and we've definitely delivered that. I just want to know from you, you know, do you have a message for all your fans, all your friends, or everyone out there right now in Australia going through what we're all going mm. through? Does Dan have a message for the world, and, uh, and what is it? Perspective. I think it's important, especially here in Australia, mm. just keep a, a level head and a perspective, um, if you do choose to watch the news, I, I, I recommend not, but if you do just keep it in perspective and just keep that knowledge, you know, it's supposed to engage you, not inform you and keep a perspective of how lucky we are and how grateful we should be to live in this country. Like I said, free healthcare, water, roof over our heads. Most of us, most of us. Um, so if you start there, then the world seems like a much brighter, brighter place. Speak English, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, mate. Everybody listening, make sure you watch The Man on SAS Channel 7. It's all happening. And, uh, and again, you're going to be able to see you put in the actual work and flex that mindset muscle. And uh, we're really proud of you, bro. Keep smashing it. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, brother. This has been amazing. A big shout out to everyone who's, who's stuck by us. And hopefully I haven't uh, crapped on too long for you. Enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> see you, mate.